Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everyone and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily, a special Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, March 6th. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. And Real Life Real Crime Daily is brought to you today by Drizzly. Drizzly. The official app for paying off bets to Woody Overton. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. I know that firsthand. I'm very happy to make my Drizzly uh, bet payoff to Woody (laughs) How did you know? Uh, Y'all, the media showed what they wanted to show. I got 30 years of murder trials, okay? In the end, there's no way you put all that shit together like they did in the end. And we'll talk about that. But no way that you're going to find him guilty. I may not doubt you again, partner. Drizzly.com. Y'all download it. Um, Home alcohol. Well, I guess... Home delivery anywhere. service. Anywhere. Or, well, yeah. Well, wherever you're at, right? And, if you're and, in a studio yeah, right now, right. near a little nip, what do you Sunday was, Al- yeah, Sunday I'm, was uh, alcohol filled. You yeah, know, we can get the Bloody Marys going. And, oh, my God. I'd love to have a big, spicy Bloody Mary. Yeah. Big shrimp in it. Okay, folks. Yeah. So, want to give you a feel for how we're going to organize this episode. We left off with you where uh, – the defense closing arguments were about to come. The prosecution had delivered their closing. So we want to pick up and talk about the defense closing. We're going to move into the prosecution's rebuttal, jury deliberation, Judge Newman's sentencing, and then we're going to uh, sort of do the the holistic look back, and, and pivotal we, moments of the trial, talk about a potential appeal, and, uh, and some other things. Hey, y'all, we already know that you know the results, but you don't know Real Life Real Crime Daily's thoughts. So we're about to give them about. We're about to bless y'all with some knowledge from the college. (laughs) Woody's going to put the Karnak hat back on and tell us what's going to happen next. Okay, so let's talk about uh, uh, Jim Griffin and the defense closing arguments. Initial impressions from you guys when you saw it? It means shit to me. I knew he was guilty. I thought it was horrible. I thought they did an absolutely horrible job of even mounting a case that Murdoch had nothing to do with it. Uh, It was just very bland. I found it, it, you know, and and it surprised me, but they almost seemed unprepared for a summation. It's a great word. Um, That's a great word. I I think what happened was during the trial when they're focusing on all these different points, right? Like they got out ahead and he said, you know, yeah, I lied, I lied, I lied, whatever. Right. But at the end, when you put it all together and the, the defense summary, 
It's bullshit. I mean, who, the uh, 12 jurors saw it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just total bullshit. It's sensationalized this, you know, this little piece here and this little piece here. They try to put it together, and it'll pile of shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Remember, we were talking about Waters playing like he was a touchdown behind. Right, and right, doing, right, right. And doing an incredible Masterful job, job with uh, with their closing. And then you contrast that to what we saw at Griffin. Num- number one, and that's why I say unprepared is such a great word. You figure these guys are professional presenters. If you're if you're the if you're the chosen one, guy or gal, to come in and make the closing pitch here, this is this is the you know this is bringing the guy in from the bullpen to get three outs in the ninth. You expect them to be impeccable. You, this guy was this guy was shuffling hey, papers all over the hey, place. He didn't know where he was going to go next. He appeared I get that nervous. part, but here's the deal. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, he knew the gig was up, right? I mean, they scored some points in the trial, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the sh- shit was not believable, right? They had him. I mean, he lied, 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 and uh, yeah, makes him a liar, not a murderer. Bullshit. You put it all together, all his actions, and he's well, it was it was basically spin. I mean. Let- Let's talk about a few of the specific things he he did, and obviously, in retrospect, we know that they didn't hit the mark. They didn't have any any real impact. But uh, you know, I guess the first thing is, you know, he tried to dismiss the prosecution's theory, um, uh, you know, that this could have been done by one uh, one person, and and mm-hmm. but they had they had lost so much steam from their quote unquote expert witnesses mm-hmm. because. Waters had done such a masterful job with his closing that it 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 almost appeared like uh, you know you're griping. You, you, I mean, he was grasping at straws. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, okay. You know, one thing that the prosecution also did a good job at was the expert rebuttal witness that they brought in to give his expert opinion on whether. Uh, those murders could have taken place with one one killer, essentially. He was just a lot more personable than the two uh, experts that the defense brought in. He could relate. He related to the jury extremely well, and I'm sure, Woody, you can attest to how important it is to have a witness that is relatable. Yep. I mean, it's just... The way he was good old boy. The way it's done. Yeah. And, and back to it real quick on the, you know, defensive summation or whatever the, the, the problem is. Think about this. It's a bullshit story. We all know it's a bullshit story, but they had no other defense to offer, right? Everything they gave is the best that they could come up with. You know, it's not like they had the public defender and didn't have a plan. I mean, he almost probably got almost got away with it. You think? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but he but said, some, he said it, some things that were like when he what said, else was he going to say? Okay, but yeah. but he's talking about the uh, you know lying about the uh, whether he was there five minutes before or not, yeah, and he said he lied because that's what addicts do. Right, addicts right. lie. Okay. Right. Well, 
your addict lied about everything. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, maybe like, he lied about whether he shot anybody. Yeah. And I love, 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 love when they come up and say law enforcement. Uh, some of my best friends in law enforcement, I don't take this lightly, but they planted evidence. Yeah, right, motherfucker. Uh, I woke up this morning and said, I'm going you know, go plant evidence on this guy. And right. especially not right. a Murdoch. Right, right. They, they plant evidence on pieces of shit that they, they can't catch any other way. They're not, yeah, <laughs> they're not yeah. going to plant evidence on, on Murdoch. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, I woke up and, and went and helped somebody or, you know, Kill a, yeah, a son and a mama and all that. That's such bullshit. But there's hoping one of those things sticking to juror's head. But it didn't. He's guilty. Yeah, it was awful. It was it was a horrible uh, summation. And look, but I think he has a gripe. He yeah, almost actually, has a good gripe and a bad actually, defense. It was a good summation. On, on I mean, it's 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 a shit show, and they they. Put on a good defense. Otherwise, it wouldn't garner such national attention. People are thinking, hey, this dude's going to get off. Remember the all the polls we did? The people were yes. like, yeah, well, I think he's guilty. But you know what? They, they didn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. But guess what? They did. By the way, you brought up polls. And our poll ended up being about 83% guilty. Yeah. So, uh, so the guilties had it, and they but, called it. But, but – uh, a lot of people had a question. They believed he was guilty, but their question was, was the evidence there to prove it? My, my thing is, they, said, no. they didn't sit there the whole trial. They didn't get to see the jurors' reactions and everything else. Um, and even if it's 83%, if that was accurate, he should be not guilty. If it, yeah. Well, they Trump, they were eighty three percent in agreement with Woody essentially yeah, yeah, that yeah. he but it, he but was going to fry the, the the whole thing. You, I'm telling you for thirty years of doing, it, you've got to be there. You've got to see it. You got to see the human emotion. And uh, you know, the defense did the best job that they could do. They had nothing else to work with. But at the end of the day, common sense. Period. Uh huh. <laughs> so what else did he do? I'm just. Uh, you know, going to give a couple more of the highlights of things he did. I mean, he went through uh, just how fabulous and loving a relationship Alex had with Paul, Alex had with Maggie. They had uh, Blanca Simpson uh, uh, testi- testimony that they put on video. Uh, they also put the uh, the guy, Roger Dale Davis, who was uh, – the guy who worked in the cleaning the the dog kennels, talking about how uh, wonderful uh, Alex was and how he would give Maggie anything she wanted and give the boys anything she wanted. By the way, part of the fucking problem in uh, uh, in that family for sure. A little bit of privilege going around, um, and then as you said, Woody, he started uh, going down the fabrication of evidence. Uh, right. Stuff uh, really the, attacking the, the prosecution for that, and killed it. And I would think to a juror, when somebody's doing that in closing arguments, you're thinking they are really grasping now, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and it was interesting that uh, his he had no, okay. So there was no history of. Uh, violence in that family relative to domestic violence with his wife and himself. And most, you know, one thing I'll say is, is most everybody they talk to about his relationship with his wife 
uh, said it's a good relationship. You know, they loved each other, and and um, it made me think. So, uh, what a twisted individual he is! And when you're a twisted individual like that, you probably think like this. I could see him thinking, "I'm going to spare Maggie." All this embarrassment from my financial trouble, all this embarrassment from this boat wreck case, and I'm going to spare my son all this going through with the boat wreck case because he's going to be found guilty is probably what Mer, uh, Alec was thinking and justify killing them as I love them so much. I don't want them to have to go through it. And, oh my <laughs> that's how sick yeah. I'm telling you. That's how sick that dude is. Yeah, he's got the devil in him. He he definitely does. But you know, uh, people that would do that—that's how they justify it in their head. Is it, it was the right thing to yeah, do? And and I understand what you're saying, but I I think he's just a cold blooded fucking murderer, and he did it for his own reasons, financial or whatever. It may be you're right. Maybe uh, I don't know. I think his wife, like every other person in his life, were just instruments right for uh for him to feed his he, uh his obsession with himself right he's and a his, psychopath and narcissistic so whether it's his best friend for life that he's gonna steal one hundred ninety two thousand dollars yeah. from or the law firm yeah, his yeah. family built that he's gonna uh, when, that, what a piece of what, remind me crap, to tell y'all when we get to it when um the judge was doing the sentencing i'm gonna tell you exactly what i was thinking because it's good so, fire. There are a couple other things we could talk about, but I think we all give them give them a D on uh, on closing. And I actually give them an A for what they had to work with. They didn't have anything to work with. You got a murdering piece of shit who lied and lied and lied and lied. But, but everything all at least, at least appear confident. Yeah. Like I've had to give presentations before right. on things right. that I, make know, it to you. I, make I it. had. Yeah, yeah, I had a just a. Right just a little bit of a story to tell right. and you've got to make the well, story, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you got to sell it. He, he can't sell. Yeah. He could not sell. I mean, no one was, I didn't have to see the jury to know nobody was going to buy what right. he was doing because he, he just was shuffling papers and wasn't sure where he was going. There was no logical sequence to the way he yeah. was, right. uh, uh, he was doing things. Now let's talk about this. John Manners. Guy. Oh. Uh, uh, Woody, Stunned. that was like that was that. Speaking of calls to the bullpen, I mean that was a call to the bullpen. The closer, he was the wolf. He, he smacked the he yeah he's a wolf. He smacked their ass. The, um and actually we were in the studio the other day and I was watching it over your shoulder, Mike, and the volume wasn't even on. But I could you know you and I were watching it over your shoulder. Yeah. I'm like this dude's going. Yeah. Oh, he's very animated. And we couldn't hear him. But we, right. we're watching his body language. I was like, oh, he's killing it. He's killing it. Very animated. Uh, his, his uh, you know, they call that a rebuttal. And what happens is the defense will get up, they'll do their summation, and then the prosecution well, actually, actually has an opportunity. The prosecution goes first, and then the yes. defense, and then the pro- prosecution goes. Right. They have an opportunity to kind of rebut that defense, what the defense said. Um, and he got up, it lasted 58 minutes and it was, uh, you know, it was almost Oscar worthy. <laughs> it was just a phenomenal performance. He, he focused a lot on the requirement 
to not prove motive. He brought that up several times. He said, you know, you don't have to prove it. Yeah. He said, well, I have to prove it. But, you know, we feel like there was one there. But, you know, that's not the way he would talk. Y'all was just very uh, smart in that you could tell he was very relatable to that jury. He wasn't talking over their head. He wasn't using a lot of words they wouldn't be familiar with. He also made it a big point to focus, obviously, on the lie, and he kept making the the comment that uh, he was not being real, and then he made a reference to the Velveteen Rabbit, and he said, you know, when I was a kid and I went to college, my mama bought me the book, The Velveteen Rabbit, and he said, y'all ought to read The Velveteen Rabbit if you hadn't, because it's all about being real, and I don't really think- I thought that was one of those things you plug in. The Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> if they sell those, I think that's they make, the wrong they make type one of That's where they got the name. It's the wrong type they of need rabbit. To get a no, no, I mean, <laughs> some, excuse me. I, I thought he was freaking Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah, he yeah. was brought in and uh, and knew exactly what to do, and he brought it down to uh, the lowest common denominator. He looked right. at the he looked at the jury and said, "Just use common, common sense." sense. And it just if 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 you're around people like this, we all have been around people right. like this in our in our lives at at different points, right? right? And when someone is just completely false, when their life is a facade, and you're around them enough, you see through it right. at a point. And I mean, that's the appeal he was making to the and he had a very good sense. I mean, little did. Did I know? Of course, Woody Overton knew, but little did I know how the how the jury was feeling at the time. But he could sense it, and mm-hmm. um, and he went right there that this was uh, uh, this was a common sense case, and, and uh, said said as much. You know, he he used the term common sense. You use your common sense right. three or four times. Uh, he he highlighted aspects of the case that were definitely troubling for the defense. One of the things he said was uh, that he found it very strange, and wouldn't you as well, uh, jury, that he did not call Buster until several hours after the 911 call. Why would you wait several hours to call the son? I think it was, I think it was like 55 minutes. The only living son. He used the term several hours. Um, he did not show any concern for the safety of the mother. Uh, uh, he found that very strange. Uh, he brought up the boat case and he said without being asked that Murdoch, the first thing out of his mouth when the cop pulls up is, I think this has to do with the boat case. Well, he said that that was not, that was an attempt, uh, to basically shade everything onto that case and away from himself and start offering up suspects. You don't do that when you just find your son and wife right. murdered. He That was something that he used as a big common sense key. Uh, he even covered the definition of murder and how it does not have to be expressed to take place. In other words, um, uh, you don't have to, in order to kill somebody, you don't have to have all these reasons, per se. Sometimes people just right. kill to that's kill. That's right. It's an emotion. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's not. But, uh, uh, you know, he did a great job of s- explaining what was not the responsibility of the prosecution. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen it in every trial. 
That's what, uh, Premeditation. You yeah. don't have to prove it. Right. I thought along the lines of his common sense uh, theme, he said to them, think about the video you watched of the very first interview with Murdoch. So he's sitting there. He knows he was there five minutes earlier. And he it's just that easy for him to lie. Right. It's just it's effortless. It's all he's ever done. Yep. Crazy. I don't even think he knew who he was. Uh, it was it was that that guy lied so much. He I don't think he even knew who he was at yeah. his core. And he did a masterful job of that. It's important to mention that John Metters, that was his first time you had ever seen him in court. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, uh, Woody, tell tell everybody. Special prosecutor. Yeah. Okay. The, the, on the high-profile cases, most states have what you call your big gun. And, and they are um, like Hugo Holland for Louisiana, right? And he does all the high-profile or death penalty cases. and But – He's not in one jurisdiction, so he's a special prosecutor. He can go basically whatever parish hires him to come in and handle these big cases, and that's what this guy did. But he waited smartly. So I, I believe you know whatever mess ups the prosecu- prosecutors may have done during the trial. This dude just sitting back there like the oh, cat yeah. canary. He's like, I'm gonna bring this bitch home, and he did it. And and that's to, his job. It's showmanship. It's what it is. And and you know what? Awesome. It's hate. I hate to say that about murders, but that's what it is. A murder trial is pure showmanship. It was it was amazing, and and um, Mike, uh, to your point, it, you know the difference between preparation and not preparation. He never even looked at a paper. Right. This guy got up, had no papers. And just spoke to that jury for an hour mm-hmm. and never had to refer to anything where the defense uh, the defense basically was shuffling papers the whole time. Well, how does that look to a jury? Exactly. Failure to prepare it is also, preparing to fail. 100%. Right? It also, when you, when you take the time to stop and look at your papers and your notes, it, it breaks whatever train of thought. If you, if you had the jury on point, then you just fucked up. Yeah, it's like hitting the pause button for a couple minutes and then, or for a minute and trying to get back on whatever track. Now, here comes the closer, right? The closer comes in, brings no papers. Now, you would think the defense, they've been living this all these years uh, or however long it is. The You would think they would know it better than anyone. Closer comes in. That makes them more relatable. Oh, yeah. And they're like, this is, who's this dude? And he just dropped the knowledge from the college on our heads, right? No, and it was she a great contrast to Creighton Waters who had right. who had come with all of these visuals, right? right. He had the whole uh, uh the the whole theory of the pressure building and, mm. and everything else and all the, the slides that went to that. Okay, I, this is gonna be I don't know how many uh uh messages we're gonna get about how effed up I am when I bring up this next topic because this was on my mind. Oh, We've probably all had surgeries and taken opioids or some kind of injury mm-hmm. where taking opioids. Okay. If I take more than one opioid uh, a day. Can't that made me I, sick. I, yeah. I, well, there's, there's yes, issues potentially with stomach, but right. I mean, you are, you've got to pass a brick. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, you have to pass a brick if you take one of those things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then you're popping the stool softeners right. and you're dealing with this, you know, basically poop management, right? right? Yeah. 
This guy's taking two, 2,000 milligrams a day? 2,000. Yeah, that's stopped up. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, he had what, shit it's in got like ICBMs coming out. I mean, how the hell is he passing any? <laughs> okay. Either, either that or he's taking so much shit to mix yeah. with that to allow him to go to the bathroom. How is he not waving for a bathroom break every couple of minutes? I mean, no that, the judge was breaking for the you know pretty, fifteen minutes whenever sure he, he was breaking. I'm pretty but. sure he was detoxed out by the time trial got there. But I agree with you on on the opioids part and the uh, not being able to poop. I mean, two thousand. They you're I not, think they made a pretty, a, pretty good allowed. case for the 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 worst pain management. You you know you get a thousand. It, right, a hundred is what a single oh, doctor is allowed to prescribe. In so, a day. and this guy is taking twenty x. What would that. kill an elephant, right? Well, somebody yeah. they had an expert. I saw right. something on CNN. They said that the an expert said that you you could actually do it. If, yeah. you know, yeah, and, 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 and so that. it it could be true, uh, or it could have just been what they did the the reverse math on to try and blame all of his right. financial woes on his on his drug habit. But I just kept. Sitting there thinking, if I was taking that much pain medication, yeah, how the hell am I? What what basic bodily functions am I giving up? No idea. <laughs> nice. mean, that's a good food. That's a great question. Well, they say Elvis died with like <sighs> thirty pounds Pound. of fecal matter. Let's uh, move on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> We this, get it. <laughs> everybody poops, except for Murdoch. This portion except of Real Life, Real Crime Daily brought to you by Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Um, okay. X-Lax. <laughs> Milk and magnesium. Uh, you don't lie and misremember being at a scene of a murder. I mean, there's no, again, common sense. You don't lie and misremember being at the scene of a murder of your wife and your son just five minutes before right. they come on. Okay. Um, anything else from Harvey Keitel? I think uh, I think he did a great job, and I think he him and the comeback. You know, when Murdoch guys, when Murdoch took the stand, I felt like that pendulum swung to the defense. Uh, And so, I want to give a lot of credit to the prosecutor Waters, who came back after that and really wrestled the pendulum back on the side of the prosecution did a masterful job after that because he you know he his back was against the wall at that time i believe if they would have pulled the jury right then and there uh murdoch would have got off he was that relatable to that jury um but waters deserves a lot a ton of credit for being able to basically yank that momentum right back in the prosecution's favor and then when you close out with John Metters, uh touchdown. The one thing you know, for the Metters didn't do that the prosecution screwed up a couple times on trial is he didn't overbeat that horse to death. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the, yes. the other two times, and they went on and on and on. He just came in, got to the point, put the pieces of the puzzle together, guilty. That's right. And and you bring up another good point, Woody, that I, I, did, I do want to say this because after, after the trial – uh, they asked Waters about some of the what were perceived mistakes, and some of those were planned. As a matter of fact, one of the things I had a major issue with was the pauses he would take during the trial. Uh, 
it almost seemed like he would ask a question and five minutes would pass before he'd ask another one. Now, in between that, and this is specifically when Murdoch was on the stand, Murdoch would answer that question, and then there'd be a pause, and Murdoch would continue to talk. That was all planned. He knew that Murdoch was so arrogant that, and so sure of himself that he would talk himself out of this, that if he just shut up and let Murdoch talk, Murdoch would hang himself. Give him enough rope to hang himself. Yeah. Right? yeah. The other side is it gave him enough time to think of the lie he wanted to tell. Right. But let's move to the – so I'm thinking this timing is working out great, okay, because now the jury's going to have this. There's going to be at least a few days, and then so timing for our show is going to be perfect, mm-hmm. and uh, – you know, and and I told y'all the juror was <laughs> coming back on Friday. But, but you know, the juror that everybody has now seen interviewed. <laughs> so let's let's talk about jury deliberation. He basically said they were done in forty five minutes. Oh yeah, that, that probably took him longer to pick the jury foreman than it did the vote. Then, but and I've seen this case before. But they sit back there sometimes just to get that free meal. But then, yeah, I don't I don't think. These people, jurors were doing it because they've been there 28 days or however many days. But the deal is they don't want to rush out, right, in 45 minutes and be like, holy shit, we didn't, we didn't consider we're sending this guy away for the rest of his life. They were fucking done, right? Yeah. But they, 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 they sit back there for a little bit and bullshit and decompress and and we, we can't rush out too fast. <laughs> it was like, we don't care, right? <laughs> Well, they, yeah, it was a lot. I agree. It was a lot quicker than, than I suspected for sure. I don't know who that reporter is for ABC News, but everybody's, they got the exclusive with that one juror and everybody's seen that coverage, I'm sure, by now. And so she, you know, she gets into the, well, you know, he was crying on the, uh, on the stand and the juror looked at her and went, no, he wasn't. Yeah. She said, well, what do you, and he said, I was right there. He was just wiping snot. Yeah. It said when they handed him the Kleenex, it wasn't for tears. It was getting to not be grossed out by a snot. Yeah. That may be a byproduct of uh, 2,000. Uh, yeah, 2,000 milligrams. <laughs> 2,000 milligrams of uh, opioid in a day. Um, yeah. I, have you ever seen one that quick? I mean, yeah, 40, yeah, 45 the, minutes uh, on this big a Courtney, trial? Courtney, well, not on this big a trial. But like on Courtney's case, it, it took an hour and a half and shit. You, the longest part of that was, you know, picking the, the jury foreman. I've seen it on so many cases, and knock on wood, I've been fortunate enough where I've never lost one, and I love it when they come back that fast because you know it's a guilty verdict. Well, and I think I don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but I I think it it does restore a little bit of our faith in this system of justice because we've seen so many trials come and go and you never know about how that, if it's a person of some distinction of some level of fame or infamy in a community, how that's going to impact the trial because there's, uh, there's a jury is picking a jury and, and that jury not having access to certain amounts of information. But if you grew up there, You've known the Murdaugh name since you were a kid. Right. Um, again, probably seeing it on billboards and watching bad TV commercials right. yeah. and, and everything else. And so, uh, obviously, he uh, had not built up 
the family had not built up some kind of incredible goodwill in uh, in that area that would have worked in their favor. I don't know that yeah. that it was all negative and and worked against them. It seems like what we actually had here was a jury that understood what they were uh, they were tasked to do and followed the uh, the constitutional the path to yeah. do it the right way, right. Um, which is refreshing to see. Yeah. Well, it was awesome. Well, I hope uh, I hope we start to see that in uh, in some others. Um, there's a there's a case I want to talk to you about before we're we're done and relate some of this back. Mm. Let's talk about Judge Judge Newman. Yes, what a, what a stud! I, oh, he was. Uh, um, <clears throat> he's probably one of the. If you could think of the prototypical perfect judge, it would probably be Judge right. Newman. And I want to tell everybody just real quickly a little bit about Judge Newman because after this trial, I got very curious about who he was outside of this trial. Now, he graduated from a segregated high school. Right. Back in his days, schools are still, still segregated. It was Williamsburg County Training School, and he was valedictorian in 1969. He attended Cleveland State University, where he served as president of the Student Government Association there, received his Juris Doctor from Cleveland Marshall College in 1976. He's known uh, throughout uh, where he serves as judge as a very tough sentencing judge right. uh very uh very tough as a matter of fact people in his counties that he oversees they don't want judge newman if they're on uh if they're on the other end of that uh after working in private practice for 24 years he was appointed as judge in 2000 and he's known for his no-nonsense ways and his methodical demeanor yeah you want to mess with him yeah but but measured sort of calm confidence, right. not a calm, uh, cool, collective. You know, not a gavel banger right, right. in your face kind of. Uh, he, he, kind he, of guy. he wasn't judgey though. <laughs> no, but he certainly <laughs> he, he certainly took the opportunity to comment. I think a little bit more sort of off-record kind of comments than a judge normally makes. Yeah, boy, it's a special case. It's a lawyer, right, now, or an ex-lawyer now, and he's known him. He, he said, I, I I mean, I knew you. I, 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 we socialized together and, and all this shit, right? And and he practiced in front of me. He, and what did he say? I think he said, you, you, you prosecuted people, right? I, I had to take your grandfather's pain now the back of the courtroom asking not to prejudice jurors i mean it's just the uh he was just smooth but i knew he was about to drop the hammer on his ass oh yeah because yeah. his he, i mean he's soft-spoken but i mean he fired some right. serious darts when he uh the the part of it that you're talking about is where he he says, as I sit here in this courtroom and look around the many portraits of judges right. and other court officials and reflect on the fact that in the past century, your family, right. including you, has been prosecuting people here in this courtroom. And many have received the death penalty, right. probably for lesser Less. yeah. conduct. Ouch. Yeah, you knew it was coming in. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're going to go ahead and, and take these point by point. Now, first, he said this is perhaps one of the most troubling cases, not just for me as a judge, for the state, for the defense team, but for all the citizens of this community, all the citizens in this state. And as we have seen, based on the media coverage throughout the nation, you have a wife who has been killed, murdered, a son savagely murdered, a lawyer, a person from a Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Respected family who has controlled justice in this community for over a century. A person whose grandfather's portrait hang in the back of this courthouse that I had to order removed in order to ensure that a fair trial was had by both the state and the defense. It's also particularly troubling, Mr. Murdoch, because as a member of the legal community and a well-known member of the legal community, you have practiced law before me. We've seen each other at various occasions throughout the years, and it was especially heartbreaking for me to see you go into the media from being a grieving father who lost a wife and son to being the person indicted and convicted of killing them. And you have engaged in such duplicitous conduct here in the courtroom here on the witness stand and as an established by the testimony throughout the time leading from the time of the indictment and prior to the indictment throughout the trial to this moment in time certainly you have no obligation to say anything other than saying not guilty now my thought on that statement is what the judge was aiming for he wanted Murdoch to say he was guilty he was pushing oh, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Would you agree? The, pushing for the, the confession? Yeah. Yes. Gave, gave him the chance. And so uh, he continued on, and he, and he talked about the lies that Murdoch had, had spun. And he said, remind me of the expression you gave on the witness stand. Oh, oh yeah. what a tangled web we weave. What did you mean by that? And Murdoch said, I mean, when I lied, I continued to lie. And he said, and the question is, when will it end? When will it end? And is it ended already for the jury? Because they've concluded that you continue to lie, lied throughout your testimony. And perhaps with all the throng of people here, for the most part, all believe, 80, 90, 99% believe that you continue to lie 
when your statement of denial to the court. And then he brought up the opioid pills. Right. And he said, we conducted a pretrial hearing in which you claim you had been somewhere else at the time this crime was committed. And then after all the witnesses placed you at the scene of the crime, at the last minute or days, you switched courses and admitted to being there. And then that necessitated more lies and continue to lie. And I will say, when will it end? It has already ended for many who have heard you and concluded that it will never end. But within your soul, you have to deal with that. And to, I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the nighttime when you're attempting to go to sleep. He said all day. I'm sure they come to visit you. He said every day and every night, right? All day and every night was his response. And he said, I'm sure. And they will continue to do so. And reflect on the last time they looked you in the eyes and you looked the jury in the eyes. And I thought that was, it was extremely love. strong. Uh, but the deal is for a, a psychopath narcissist like this dude, he ain't give a shit. Bounce right off of him. Yeah, well, in Hollywood right now, they're figuring out how to get Judge Judy to just yeah. call it a career. And Judge Newman is coming right. on board yeah. and uh, we're getting that going. How unusual is what he did there? I think he, he, I think he expounded upon it a little bit further than normal because this is an officer of the court, right? That or yes. an ex officer of the court, and he knew, knew him personally. He knew his family and, and knew his career and everything else too. But you know what? He also knows he's a family annihilator. Yeah, and and, 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 and he was probably right, pissed. Right. It, it, oh, absolutely, you're he, shitting he on the whole profession. Absolutely, disgraced everything, and and you know, you you went down this path, and you did what you did, and and basically, talking about yeah, you know, you see them at night, right? Yeah, and, and shit like that. And and take away take away the murders for a second, just the financial bullshit that he right, did, right. screwing over over one hundred clients, stealing millions and millions of dollars from them. This judge detested that. Right. You can tell allegedly, allegedly. Can, no, we, he's admitted to it. Let's <laughs> uh, talk about. It's true, but it's still allegedly, even though he's admitted to it because yeah. he hasn't been tried. We talk it about what. Um, Murdoch's statement, what Murdoch said. Uh, at the end? Yeah, well, well, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Well, when the judge said, you had anything you want to say. Uh, yeah, we're getting to it. Uh, I got something to say about that. Go ahead. I didn't want to okay, so, so he continued on, the judge, and uh, and he made this statement. He said, I can just imagine on June 7th when a lawyer is confronted and confesses to having stolen over a half million dollars from a client. And he has a tagger like Mark Tinsley on his tail pursuing discovery in a case involving the death of Mallory Beach and having a father for the most part on his deathbed. I can imagine or I can't really imagine, but I know that it had to be quite a bit going on through your mind on that day, which that statement to me, he was trying to really get him to admit he did it and he was giving him an out. Well, here's the reason. You had so much stress on you uh, that I, I can kind of understand. And, and you know that a judge couldn't understand, but he's trying to get him to admit he did it. 
Uh, he said, but amazingly, you have come and testified that it was just another ordinary day, that my wife and son and I were out just enjoying life, and it's not credible. It is not believable. You can convince yourself about it, but it obviously you have the inability to convince anyone else about it. So if you made any such arguments, arguments as a lawyer, you would lose every case like that. Cases you will never have the opportunity to argue anymore, except perhaps on your own as you sit in the Department of Corrections. Mr. Murdoch. I sent it. Well, boom. You want to you yeah. want to talk about? <clears throat> so, let's talk about it real quick. When he gave him, he said, "You know, Mister Marala, do you have anything you want to say?" Yeah. And he said, "I did not kill my wife, and I didn't." What did he say? I did not kill my wife, Maggie. Yeah. And I did not kill my son, Paul. Paul. Right. Now, when he said that, <laughs> listen to me, I literally Paul, Paul. wanted to. There's been a couple times in my career where I almost lost my job because I want you know, dealing with piece of shit murders and whatever, and then I confess it and whatever, and I just wanted to knock your teeth out. I literally wanted to jump into the TV, into the courtroom, and knock that motherfucker's teeth out when he said that. It just hurt me. It just was just. Made me want to yeah. live it. Yeah. And and you're a fucking piece of shit. You did it. You know you did it. You're gonna you're gonna deny, 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 right? And and I get that, and you're gonna peel it for the rest of your life. But I wish somebody would have just got up and just knocked his fucking teeth out. Let let me ask you this, Woody, from a um from a homicide detective standpoint, um you know, you've interrogated people throughout your life, and I've watched uh, a three-hour interrogation of Murdoch where he actually went to SLED, which is like the state police of, right. of that area. He went to their headquarters, sat down with them for three hours, and two hours and 50 minutes of that conversation was basically, here's what we got, here's what we're working on. It was very cordial. And you could tell they were about to wrap up, and the uh, the uh, police officer, the detective, says, "I right, got a couple more questions." Right. And uh, Murdoch sitting across from him, and he looks him like square in the eyes, and he says, "Did you kill your wife?" Mm. And you could see it took Murdoch back, and he said, "I did not kill Maggie." Yeah. And uh, and my question to you would be, how tense of a moment? Because obviously the detective knew he was about to ask that question. You know, is it something that you're like, now i got to ask him? Or is it, It, I want to see his reaction. It's purely reaction, right? And believe it or not, sometimes you get lucky. And sometimes the fuckers fuck up and they're like, oh, I did it, right? I've had that happen for you. If you don't ask, you can't. When if you don't spin it right, if you yeah. don't ask the question, but they knew where they're at. If they had enough to arrest them already, they would have. But building up that rapport over two, you know, plus hours, and then hit them with the cold question—that's that's how it's done. Yeah, right. And this is the deal. If if I can't get the juice out of you, I'm gonna prove the case another way. Right. I'm gonna follow the evidence, do what I got to do, and if the if I got to come, if you don't confess. And let me help you help yourself. 
I'm a, I'm gonna build it if you're guilty, right? I'm a, I'm gonna build it. I'm gonna follow the evidence. I'm gonna do your ass just like they did him in this case. It was an it was a tense moment there, and and his response back was no, he didn't. Then he asked him, "Did you kill your son?" He said, "No, I did not kill my son, Paul. I, do you think I killed him?" Uh, and he said, "I don't know." Right? I mean, he didn't tell him no. I don't think you killed him. He just looked at him and he said, "I can't rule you out." Right. Right. And you got to stay on them to prove it or disprove it. Okay, yeah. let's let's move on to some of the pivotal moments, pivotal rulings. Uh, so I'm learning as uh, as we uh, as we go and we look at more and more of these cases, the the concept of what is admissible and what is not admissible, and uh, so my understanding is that. Uh, because these financial crimes had not been adjudicated, they were they had not been uh, through the court system. That technically discussion about them should not have been admissible. Yeah, I think in that trial was, that, that was he and, brought them up. That was and, the biggest well, gift that the prosecution. So had. so the defense opened the door for all of that testimony to come in by bringing character witnesses to the table that spoke about uh, Alex's character. And the judge ruled after those witnesses were brought in that because that was done, the prosecution can now bring in uh, these financial issues because they speak to character. So this this was the best— Defense team money could buy in in that part of the country, right? If they had mm. not opened that door, it'd have been not guilty. Oh, okay, but they're these are A students, not C students, right? right? right. They understood this is but, th- you, this is you, like day it, one of law hey, school it's, stuff, it's, right? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. It's not just their plan. It's Murdoch's plan. You got to figure in the narcissist, the psychopath. He's like, oh no, you know, I, I'm. A, we gonna run it this way, okay? But, he's, but he's an A student too, so yeah. if he, so. But if he's a, he's 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 a narcissist, a psychopath. He's like, you know, I want some people to, to come in and say how great I am. Okay, so you right. think it was his calculus? Absolutely, was, his calculus they, was they, they shit. They can't do it without him. My character witnesses are going to be so strong in my favor that nothing these guys come back with about my financial misdeeds are going to overcome. These. Yes, the, I think that is wow. His, but especially his being so narcissistic that he thought the one would outweigh the other, right? He knew that he was opening the door. He's not stupid, but his brain is what got him, right? His narcissism. It was like he was like, mm, uh, I want these people to get up there and say how great I am. Yeah, and and you have to remember he in his mind never is going to get convicted in his town, right? Yeah, right? He is. This is his people. This is Murdoch country. This is a man. These people are never going to convict him. They've elected everybody in his family to, you know, basically what would equate to the district attorney for a hundred years. Remember this. This is a man who took a shotgun and at close range blew his son's head off and yeah. turned around and shot his wife with a different weapon. Yeah. Okay, he's he doesn't even exist on our plane. Whatever you think, yeah, I mean, it's not the lawyers. He he 
he certainly had to say, I want to get on the stand. Narcissism. Right? Yeah. The, I mean, who in the fuck does that? And, no. and, 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 and But he knew he was going to be good. And after he got on the stand, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be found not guilty, not guilty. I'm like, fuck that. Him they see him. They've been watching him for 28 days or however long it is. He 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 absolutely put himself in prison. So major, major critical error. Absolute. Okay, so error. I don't want to get ahead because we're going to talk about prospects for appeal, but one of those prospects is ineffective counsel. Is ineffective counsel. Now, happen. can counsel say, well, we would have been effective because we would have never done that. But it was, Absolutely. it was, they, he, he was answer. playing coach and he was choreographing the plays. He's the one that's, who wanted to do that. That's coming. You better, that, that's coming on appeal. We'll get the rest of it. But when it comes, you better bet those lawyers have their ass covered already. Yeah. And interesting, the, the head of his defense was also a senator. Did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a senator. Uh, now, one of the criticisms was the age of his head counsel. Look, he was he was uh, very old. I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be in his 70s. Um, and nothing against being in your 70s. But there was a point in the trial where they were trying to show the positioning of the defense was trying to paint a picture that there's no way you could have shot a gun being at this angle. And the poor guy couldn't even get on the ground and bend over enough for them to mm-hmm. perform the angle. But that's horrible in front of a jury. Yeah. This is probably one of the most most important keys to that defense's case. And your lawyer, right. y'all didn't drill this ahead of time? They, they should have had somebody to do that yes. for them. But here's a, my argument against that would be the 70 years. He's got probably 50 years as a trial lawyer. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean he's there's just because your body goes. Well, there's no doubt, and uh, and but my point is, my point is, why was he even doing that drill? Number one, because they made the point. They said, "Now I'm not six four, you know, like Murdoch." So you have to imagine why didn't you get a guy that was six four to come in and do that drill? Yeah. Who I agree with you. On that. It's crazy. Yeah. Just some of the stuff that they did uh, just seemed very unprepared. But you the and it showed. But again, it's a it's a production. It's live. Uh, just like playing sports and making mistakes, whatever, they are going to be made. You know, it's how you recover from them, which they never did. Right. Well, and sometimes it's you'd rather be lucky than good. good. Right. Right. So if you think about if it if it did not take all the time it took to get Paul's phone records, right. right? So, you know, if they had gotten that stuff immediately, then you would have had Alex's story change a long Wait, time ago, right. and he would have had a big length of time to grow into the new bullshit story mm-hmm. and plan it well. Because it came so late, he got deeply entrenched in his I was never there, right. even after uh, – Rogan came forward saying, I I really think I heard Alex's voice right. uh in the background when I was talking to uh to Paul on the phone. So that is the existence of that video is the thing that turned this Absolutely. whole case. Oh, there's no Absolutely. doubt about it. And all the lawyers, all the jockeying around, all the money spent, everything else, it's 
it comes out of left field. They don't know it's there. They're waiting on this request to get access to the phone. They finally get it. It matches what they've heard from who knows who knows where in their heads even it was. It had had Rogan not come forward and and said, I think I heard his voice in the background, would they even as aggressively have gone after those records? Who the heck who the heck knows? Probably still would have. I would think that would be would standard. But but it, it is the thing that turns the entire trial because the only leap you've got to make now is, okay, we know he lied about everything else, about all these financial crimes. Now he lied about being at the scene of the crime five minutes before it happened. Well, why would we ever believe anything. that he didn't commit the right. crimes when he's lied about Everything else and this particular lie, it, it certainly worked to the prosecution's advantage that they didn't have this evidence for as long as they oh, didn't yeah. have yeah. this evidence because it just entrenched him deeper and deeper he, in that I bullshit. Bet he story. lied to his own attorneys about. It. I mean, obviously he did, but uh, um, yeah, that video, the voice from the grave, and yeah. then the, the the. I mean, I don't know what. It, a sick mind like his, I, I don't know what you could come up with, but paranoid thinking based upon his opioid addiction, that was the best that, that they could do. That was very right. That is, yeah. that, but what? Give me any other scenario. I mean, that's, that's, that's the best. That's what they had. Yeah. They had no, you better believe they sat around and talked about it. They could have come up with another way to do it besides, you know, so, well, I'm an OP, I'm a liar and I'm an addict. That's, but that's, that's what they had. Right. Well, like if this was a movie, the, uh, and, and he was really innocent, he might lie about that because he's now going to use his, legal skills and his investigator skills to go find right. out who the real right. killer is or killers are because mm-hmm. his only way of gaining, getting vindication is to bring the actual killers to, to the table and prove right. himself innocent. Right. Well, that happens in the movies right. that doesn't happen here on planet earth. And, uh, so I don't know what he could have possibly come up with, but that one didn't, that one didn't score points and, you know, there are other little things, you know, this whole thing with the, it was so bad, I did him so bad versus mm-hmm. they did him so bad thing. I mean, that got a lot of attention, but there's not really a lot of meat on that bone right. that you can, you can do anything but with it's, after it's, that. You, it, yeah, it's, it's a piece. Brick. It's, it's a another piece. brick. Um, brick in the wall. No other suspects. I mean, there's right. this. Let me tell you something. You're not killing a mother and a son, especially if it's two shooters and loose lip sync ships, the there's nobody out there that wouldn't have, you know, thought, Oh, my husband came home tonight, he had blood on us. Somebody would have talked, you know, somebody would have. Well, you probably and, don't and, plan a murder where you're relying on getting weapons at the murder right. site. Yeah, right. <laughs> when has that happened? Has that happened ever yeah. anywhere? The, 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 it wasn't feasible to believe that two other people came in and, you know, murdered his family because of drugs or money owed or boat and accident or whatever. That dog doesn't hunt. We heard about 
threats to Paul. Do they present legitimate evidence about threats to Paul? I don't remember ever seeing that. Just there was, that. Um, yeah, that was Murdoch essentially saying, and I'm sure he had some threats. Just, I mean, he was involved like in social know, media people, posts. Well, I mean, yeah, not, I mean, other real. kids, friends of Mallory Beach probably were. Yeah, we ever see you out, we're whipping your ass because you won't admit that you were driving that boat. I could see uh, other. 19 year old guys doing that or however old he was jury salt but it wasn't it wasn't threats of death and you know Murdoch basically said that he would go out to bars and stuff and get in fights over it you know what stay out of the bars bro right i mean i don't know what to tell you okay yeah, so you let's tell him that now he's yeah. let's talk about uh Potential prospects for an appeal. We've already talked a little bit about it, but does the number one does the dismissed juror come into this? That's number one. Number one with a bullet right behind ineffective counsel, hundred percent. Because maybe that girl lied to the judge. She she would have had something. In my opinion, she would have been like, "Mm, I I get it about lying, right? I mean, you could sit and lie to the judge's face. Why? Yeah. Why didn't you say, you know what, I fucked up? Well, and they didn't dismiss anyway. And the attorneys did talk to this lady before she was dismissed, and the defense did say that she was undecided. Is that corroborated by anyone other than? I I think they are all in the room when that occurs, and the the prosecution didn't say they were lying. And when she lied to the judge, you better believe she's going to eat this, uh, ride this pony, and turn some kind of financial gain out of it, and they'll they'll use it on appeal just saying, oh, she definitely would have voted not guilty. And they dismissed her on the last day? Yeah. That's crazy. No, I mean, the dismissal is proper. But what sort of of precedent exists there? I mean, if you violate the code and talk to... It's just like their defense, throwing up all the shit and, and trying to find... One piece that would stick for reasonable doubt. The appeals process is the same way. I can look up any one of my cases right now, and I have like 15, uh, they call them errors, right? Uh, 15 different assignments of error. Uh, they're trying to blame it on all of them bullshit. All of the court, and, you know, like on Justin, right? You read the cases, and they list the details of the crime and what, what happened at the trial. And then they go into assignments of error and, and the court's going to shoot them down one by one there. They did nothing wrong. They're going to appeal it. I mean, he's got, guess what? He's got 24 hours a day, seven days a week to sit in his cell and think about all the appeals he's going to do. And he's going to appeal and he's going to appeal until 15 years later. it all be uh, over with. Yeah. He's not, he's there. There's no way they're overturning this. 15 years. I mean, Oh, it's going to I've been watching. Uh, uh, it takes forever. I've been watching Mayor of Kingstown. Have you guys Ooh. watched Mayor of Kingstown? Taylor Sheridan is a genius. He is. Yeah. Everything he does. Everything he everything. touches. Uh, you got to watch it. Oh, a, I've it, seen it. it. Okay. Great show. Uh, and I think gets really good scores for the realism right. of the show. Okay, so someone's uh, building a Tinder profile right now for Alec as he yeah. enters the facility of, of choice. Now, I don't know his opioid habit might impact how attractive I find him. Cause I'm a little worried about what might be going on back there. But I mean, this guy in general pop is he ain't gonna make it. Somebody's going to kill him. Yeah. I mean, how many of the, if he's in a South Carolina uh, facility, there's a, 
decent number of people that are going to be in that facility that were yeah, put they, there by him. He's going to be locked up somewhere Absolutely. special. Uh, yeah. They have prisons for right. just police for officers. Police officers and chomos and stuff yeah. like that. People I mean, that are high risk. Priest. The, uh, it doesn't mean they won't kill him there either. So no, that's he, true. But the, he's going to spend. Or he does a, I'm a Jeffrey Epstein special. I hate to use this word, but he's a pussy. All right, then he's a narcissistic pussy, and he's going to be in an ad man sex cell by his own choice because he, at the end of the day, he's afraid of getting shanked. He's he only cares about him. He's right. not even he's sorry about the conviction. He's sorry he got caught. Okay, so how long before that night do you think he hatched this plan? Oh, I don't know. The, the, I mean, but it was coming. It right. wasn't. After, it wasn't. It wasn't hours. It wasn't yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he's thinking about it for a little bit. I mean, and he's thinking, I'm so smart. These dumb fucking yahoo Barney Feist are never going to catch me. Why not get a third party gun somewhere? I mean, why? Mm. I mean, because pick it apart as an investigator. Yeah, yeah. I, pick it because up. I don't think he planned it that as far in advance as you're thinking. Well, well, then the, 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 he was the, just fired the from thing, the law firm two days before that. The thing is, uh, Howard LaFarge. He I think that's when it started. The if you go out and you get a third party gun, gun, then that's more lips that can talk. You got to get it for somebody, and they're going to know you're getting it. Well, by hook or crook, if, if you use the intermediator. Um, a go between to go get another weapon than that person. Can if I said to you right now, not that you would do it, right. but you right. with all of your access had to get a gun that was completely untraceable that no one would know you got, would you get it? I would get it for you. It, 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 I mean, but the deal is then I have a knowledge, right? If you go, well, no, I'm saying you're the, I'm not, I'm not the shooter. You're the shooter. Yeah. 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 If I want to get one and, and, and do it. Yeah. But there's no such thing as perfect crime. If I go do that, I go get that weapon. I got to get it from somewhere. I can't shit it out and make it magically appear. You got to deal with another human being to get that weapon. And that motherfucker is going to testify against you. If you kill your wife and your son, you see what I'm saying? That's why you use your own shit and it's ease of access. And he's not thinking that he's thinking, well, you know what? They don't know all the weapons that I have, right? No, I don't even know all the weapons. I own. I got closets full of them. And and it's the truth. I I can't remember every single one of them, but he he got to. He's thinking, mm, double shooter scenario. That's really gonna fuck him up. And would the, the different calibers as a detective that would really jack me up, right? Because I'm certainly one. You gotta think it's two shooters. He didn't he didn't do that. You know, I'm he's smarter than everybody else. He took his own shit. He already knew where he's gonna get rid of Matt, wherever that's at, and he's smarter. But He's he invested. He invested, he invested his time in his perfect alibi more right, than right. the actual execution of the murders. Because you right? know, I, the, well, the, I don't. I I can't speak inside his mind, but I can tell you one thing: those weapons. He knew. He was smart enough to know how to dispose of them when right. nobody would ever find. Because guess what? When he gets disposed of them, he was by himself. He didn't use somebody else get rid of him because that person can talk. He thinks he's smarter than the cops and everybody else in his own mind. He's a legend in his own mind. But the things, no such thing as the things crime. you don't think of, it's like, 
you, you the, can never Col- think of Col- them all. Columbo used to you solve. I used to love watching Columbo episodes because the way he would the way he would work the uh, the murderer and uh, the way he would piece together the crime and find these little things. And in this case, it's a chicken. I mean, it's a chicken that gets in a dog's mouth that right. forces him to yell out the dog's name right. while social media that he's not thinking about is recording him yelling out the dog's name. What the hell? Are the, you don't, the chicken Look, isn't in your that's plan. Go, small point. There's no such thing as a perfect crime. You could plan it all. You could plan it for 10 years and it's still not going to go the way you expect, right? You're going to leave some kind of trace, some kind of fuck up. If you got a good enough investigator, they're going to get it. You're starting to see now uh, some uh, stories pop about, you know, are they coming for Buster next? I guess there were people that were uh, that have trolled him. There were people uh, people heckling heckling at at, at trial. And, you know, what's going to happen for Buster next? Here's my first prediction. Actually, I think we should do an over under uh, uh, survey on this is how long does Buster's how long does it take Buster's girlfriend before she breaks up with him? Because, I mean, take a good look at that guy. I mean, it's basically, okay, I'm, I've been dating uh, Ronald McDonald for the past however many years because his family's rich and did all this stuff. And, you know, now uh, his prospects for the for the long haul she's aren't, gonna, uh, aren't so. I, she's going to wait a minute, just like Jerry waited three hours and instead of going back in 40 minutes. I got two weeks. Rushed, I got right? two weeks. She also had a, a little bit of quorum and not say, hey, I was hooked up with him just because it's money. What are you going over under on my two weeks? Two weeks. I'm going over. You're going over. Okay. So uh, my bet with Woody brought to you by Drizzly, <laughs> where I will, of course, pay off another bet I'm going to lose to Woody with uh, uh, with some fresh alcohol delivered to his choice location by Drizzly. Drizzly. So uh, what about Buster and the Smith incident in 2015? I I mean I think that's kind of next on the list for this. Are they going to certainly look at it? I County think, to I prosecute, if, and, and I don't I don't know what the problem is. There's absolutely no evidence right. in that case. And if they if they had there's probable none. cause, they would have got them already. Yeah, I mean you It'll can't be just because doubt. people are saying we think Buster did it. There, yeah, they you got to have. Proof. There's evidence that that I I believe that that kid was was killed. I. Uh, but there's no evidence that I've heard that points Buster anywhere towards that, other than the fact that they may have been lovers. But are there people who have been tight-lipped that now might start singing because the whole That's dynamic has say, changed? It's dude, possible. But, in. I mean, there's still, as of this time, I have seen nothing solid. Okay, well, we are on, we are on Buster Watch for both the breakup of the relationship at the two-week uh, point, Jim, did you get in on that bet? You're over as well? Yeah. Wow, I'm the only She doesn't want to look okay. like a whore. I mean, I'm not a whore. <laughs> She's got to give him a oh, couple it's, weeks. It, but it's a positive for her reputation, for for her to give him walking papers. It's not a negative. No, no, it would be a positive to stand by your man before you cut him because you were in it for the money. There's no money anymore. She just found out. Hey, you know what? That's, she just found Actually, yeah. I read something where they said that the... Uh, attending the trial uh, made all of the family members that much more sure that 
Alec was innocent, that somehow they were in a different room than everybody else. Their, their takeaway was that the evidence uh, supported his innocence, excuse me, not his, uh, not his guilt. I thought that was, uh, that jokes. was quite a fantasy. Jokes, jokes on them. Okay. Any final thoughts, Jim, any final thoughts? No, I just like to go on record and say, guilty, uh, you were right again. Guilty, 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 you guilty, guilty, right guilty, guilty, guilty. All right, there you go. What he called it again. I hope he gets what's coming to him. I mean, well, if you kill your son yes. and, and your wife, I'm talking about inmate justice. Yeah. Well, you better believe that they can get their hands on them and they're going to choke that chicken. <laughs> on that note, I'm Jim Jabbin. <laughs> well, that would, that would be justice it ending with All a right. choked chicken, given everything that happened. So, <laughs> on that note, I'm Jim Chapman. <laughs> and I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Show business. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.